everybody. Welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, and we're on episode 197. Before we get started with Nick Cannon, you know, another Nick Cannon story yet. Another Nick Cannon story, yes. He he has another child. My perspective's a little different on it than what is the common reception to these stories every three or four months. Before we get into that, you know, in the last episode, I left you guys on a cliffhanger somewhat because um, I had to leave early. I had to end the recording a bit early to head to my interview, to, to an interview that I had, to a job interview that I had. Let's get into that because that was just a disaster, just to say the least. <laughs> that's that's the summarized version. But, you know, of course, I'm going to give you guys the detail as much as I, you know, feel like is necessary. But let's get into that. So I think, you know, when applying to different positions, you may find yourself reading the job description thinking, oh, okay, I could do that. Oh, okay, I could do that. Or, okay, I mean, this is new, but I could definitely do that, right? And it's, it's an opportunity to demonstrate that, you have these transferable skills and that you are interested in this position, in this role. And that was my mindset when even applying to said position. So this position, I'll just tell you guys that it, it's, it's called project coordinator. And it is basically you're working with other like stakeholders or you're trying to work with other stakeholders trying to either fundraise, event plan, put things together, you know, coordinate for the specific project that I um, will be focused on or that I, at that time, <laughs> if, if I continue with the process for that role, which I did not, um, but we'll get to that. So that is basically the role of, a, of this project coordinator in particular. Now, a number of red flags came my way when it came to this position and the the interview process as well. So let's start off with when I finally received a call back, okay? Because I applied to that position at the start of the summer, like early, like probably late June. And I finally received any response. <laughs> I finally received a response from the lady um, who is the hiring manager, I guess, like two weeks ago. Okay, so what? <laughs> okay, but, you know, sometimes that's normal. You know, people don't get – people, sometimes a hiring manager don't get around to your your application until maybe a couple of weeks later, which is like I still don't fuck – I don't like that either. Like I still feel like – is this not a role that you want to be fulfilled? Is this not a role that you not want to already be just, you know, fulfilled and moving forward into the onboarding process? Like, is this not? What's going on? But anyway, so I get a call from her. Mind you, I get this call on a Saturday. Ma'am, why are you calling me on a Saturday? So I pick up. No, I didn't even pick up. I did not pick up. Um, when she called, I let it go to voicemail. I listened to the voicemail. She introduced who she was, 
and the position that I applied for and wanted to get to um, get to have me on the phone so we could further discuss. Okay, what? This is a Saturday, though. So I call her right back. Fine. You know, if you want to call me on Saturday, let's just go ahead and have this conversation. So I call her right back, and she gets to talking about what the position is, um, the details of it. And then she proceeded to ask me interview questions. Like, it was an impromptu phone interview, y'all. And thankfully, I guess I'm quick on my feet, you know, well enough to just be able to properly answer these questions. But it was just such a, I don't know, like, I feel like it could have been done better. So those were all just initial red flags. Like, why are you calling me on a Saturday? Why, after three months, I finally received a response? Then you call me on a Saturday, and then you hit me up with the impromptu live interview on the phone. So she's asking me, you know, how would I work well with, um, you know, what's my take on collaboration? And this role involves a lot of a lot of collaboration. So I answer that, you know, I um, appreciate collaboration. I think collaborative work is effective and it really helps effectively lead whatever project and I'm just going down a spiel I'm answering the questions correctly there's a couple of questions so now it's time for me to then ask my questions because I do have questions you know I always like since being on this um this journey I've been really just speaking up for myself and wanting to know what type of environment will I potentially be working in you know what type of support is available or not available. I want to know as as well as you can so I could determine if I would like to proceed with this hiring process because it is definitely a two-way street. And I think for so long, we've seen the interview process as just, I just need a job, right? I'm desperate, I need a job. And, you know, considering my tone in some past episodes, I've definitely just allowed negative thoughts to just put me down and low vibrational and making me feel like there is no light at the end of the tunnel or or I have no other choice but to accept this but then eventually I snap out of I snap out of out of it and I realize that no I am you know a great asset to anything you know um if you want me you are you are in for a great treat. You know, just looking at myself as a prize, you know, especially to employers. So I feel like in interviews, you also have the opportunity to demonstrate who you are and determine if who they are demonstrating is good enough for you. You know, you may not appreciate how they're answering the questions. You know, you may not appreciate the lack of response that they give to your answer to your questions and I think that is definitely an attitude one should have because you never want to approach any job with this desperate energy you never want to approach any friendship any relationship with a desperate I just want to be with somebody I just want someone to hire me like no because you then find yourself in a situation where you're incredibly mistreated 
incredibly disrespected and now you feel yet again trapped or like you know you have no other choice it just is desperate low vibrational and that is not of god it's not of god and i i i think um since having some moments of just low vibrational feelings and thoughts i thank thank the lord snapped out of it and just started repeating who i am like no i'm i'm that girl you know shout out to beyonce i'm that girl i love that the whole album really rocks like you know i apologize to <laughs> any beyonce listeners who may have felt that i left the ship but I am back on the Beehive ship, okay? Wow. This album is incredible. Literally every song. And when you think of that song, I'm That Girl, which is literally the first song on the album. And it's a, it's a song filled with affirmations. It really is. Like, I'm that girl. Like, it's not, it's not the clothes that I wear. It's not the... It's not the pearls that I rock. Um, what else are her lyrics? It's not, um, it's not my man. It's not whoever I'm dating. It's not whoever I'm with, right? Even like in friend groups. It's not, it's not any of that. It's me. I'm that girl, right? And it's about, and it's not about being boastful or conceited or egotistical. None of that. It's about recognizing who the fuck you are. Who the fuck are you? You're that girl or you're that, you know, you're that guy, you know, but you're that girl, you know, you're, you're that person who brings light into everything. You walk into a room and you command attention just naturally, just as you are. You're not commanding attention by being loud and boisterous and being just a fucking nightmare, right? <laughs> but you, you command attention because you have this inner spark. You're that girl, Shit, I have God's favor all over me. Seriously, all over, up, in, under, through, operating through, functioning through, out my life. I'm that girl. Every time I've been, I've been going through like um, different job interviews, whether in person or virtual, aside from the one that I, I was just talking about, but we'll talk about that some more. I will, I'll, I'll get back to it, I promise, I'll get back to it. But in another job interview, I kept getting complimented on just my character, just the essence that I bring, right? Not only were you complimenting me on how well I was answering the interview questions and um, my background, my qualifications, my relevant experience, right? But I was getting complimented on simply, wow, you have a great positive energy about you one interviewer said that to me one of one of a few so far um she said you have a great positive energy I love how refreshing and just you're just like a breath of fresh air um uh, what else she said she was like I'm so calm like they, they never met anyone as calm and you know what's so ironic about that I've gotten that many times my previous employer said she, that I'm the calmest person she's ever worked with. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but you know what? It's so funny because I get that um, compliment. I really do see it as a compliment because I do strive to come off and naturally be that way. But it's just ironic because internally, sometimes I'm not, right? I'm not 
as calm as you as you uh, describe me as. I'm very much in my head. I'm very much anxious. I'm very much like, ah. But on the outside, on the exterior, you're the calmest person. I just love your energy. You're so calm. I love your energy. You're so positive. Like, anyway, I see all this to say that speak life. Speak life. You know, speak these affirmations. Go take a moment and listen to that song by Beyonce on this latest album. Listen to I'm That Girl. And just let yourself go high. Okay? Let yourself vibrate on a higher vibration in real, not recognizing, no, realizing and reminding yourself you're that girl. Okay, let's get back to this horrid interview that I was just talking about. So, is not my, no, that song is popping. Damn. Okay, so, what happened? Okay, so we, we have this on this um this live impromptu interview on the phone then she proceeds to um schedule she said I'm oh, I'm going to email you in the next week um regarding an in uh, in-person interview oh no okay prior to that actually so when it got time to we're on the phone interview when it got time to when it got time to uh for me to ask questions I I was asking, one of the questions I asked her was, how would you describe the daily schedule of someone within this role? Because the, you know, the term or the role project coordinator, that role, that name, that title is new to me. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me, sorry. That title is new to me. As far as, like, I never held that title, but, like, I have plenty of similar experiences for that role. Because, you know, being an educator, you wear a lot of different hats, and I've managed different things. I've coordinated different things, so I could demonstrate that and transfer that skill into this new title. Anyway, so I was asking her that, wanting to get just an idea of what the day-to-day looks like. She could barely answer the question. She was like, well, I mean, it varies. Um, like, the core hours are 9 to 5, but you could, like, you could do 7 to 3, or you could, like, it wasn't a clear set. Okay, here are the hours, 9 to 5 or 7 to 4, and you'll clock in. On Mondays, we usually have our meetings. Tuesdays, we then go to different sites and present something to like give me specifics or like give me just an overall general structure like what is the structure within this role that that is something that I would adhere to day to day and her responses was just unclear she's like well the hours are and what else she said she was like um you know, it varies, basically. So one day, I may be on the phone making calls. On the other day, I just may be, you know, doing office stuff. Like, I don't know. I really can't even tell you what she really said verbatim because she didn't say anything that stood out because nothing really was clear. So that bothered me. But I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just read the job description more intently and just imagine 
<laughs> right? I'll just imagine it because you're not answering the question. So I'll just create a scenario in my mind in imagining it. Like that's horrible, right? Whatever. So that's what I that's what I did. Then I went in to ask her if she could provide me any clarity on what the compensation package looks like. And mind you, I saw like I already know what it looks like um as far as the the pay range according to what was shown in the site. So that was already present. But I always like to ask that question directly because I want to know what the fuck you like is it in alignment with what is shown? Is there, you know, you know, is there opportunities for advancement? Like what does that look like? What, you know, is this a strict type of range? You know, all that stuff. So anyway, her her response was just no, I don't have any I don't have an answer for you for that. Um, that's something directly with HR. What? I don't like that response because I get it. You're not HR. You're not human resources, but you're the hiring manager, right? So you should have already spoken to human resources and received all of the information necessary for when the applicant decides to ask you that question you have a response. Your response should never be on some, I don't know, the H HR would know that or have an answer for you. Like, okay. Okay, anyway, so let's fast forward. I'm, I'm meeting with them in person, right? So uh, going back to Friday. So going back to, or not Friday, well, the day before I record. So um, so go back, going back to the day of the recording and when I left you guys on a cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. I was running late. I ran, and mind you, late was literally two minutes over. But, um, you know, it was still late, and I still take that, I still take that, you know, as my, my fault to blame, whatever. So... But prior to, because I, I already knew, like, okay, it looks like I'm running late. I decided to let her know, like, I texted her, um, because in her email exchange to me, she said, text me if you need anything, or, you know, text me, whatever. So anyway, I texted her, letting her know I'm running late. And her response was, no worries, we'll just start at 315. I'm, oh, thank you so much. She said, no worries. I'm, okay, well... I appreciate that. But then I was kind of looking at it like, no worries. <laughs> Bitch, I'm fucking late, right? Even if it's just two minutes over, even though I still made it considerably at a at a good enough time, right? Like, I, it wasn't, like, embarrassingly late. It wasn't 3.15. I came in. It wasn't 3.30, right? It wasn't like, oh, I'm still trying to make it in, but it's 4 o'clock. It wasn't any of that. But it was still late. And I just figure, like, I don't know. I just very strict on time and if I'm an employer and uh, uh, an applicant is saying that she's late even if it's just two minutes over I'm still kind of like mm, I don't know like that that may be a red flag on the other end but anyway her response was just kind of even though it made me feel like okay well who at least I was forgiven right and the whole no worries I felt like her tone in the text message was it felt comforting, right? But I also just felt like, hmm, what type of environment is this that it's okay with me? <laughs> you know, like, I was looking at it from that angle, too. Like, even though it was in, in um, to like, to my disadvantage, I was still looking at it from the employer's, 
perspective or just the environment present like hmm is this is this an environment that values time you know is this an environment that just respects the and honors time of everyone you know do they run over meetings do they include work hours that or add work hours that were not agreed upon initially it like that just makes me feel like what kind of environment is like this is a toxic work environment all from that and I reminded myself like oh my goodness when she first called me it was on a Saturday and that tells me some more like dang is this an environment that they'll call you at whatever time whatever day right off hours um off duty days to complete a work assignment like I don't I don't know if I'm into that and not even I don't know no I'm not into that you know and I wouldn't appreciate a work call after work hours or on a off day so it just made me feel like hmm, I feel like there are no boundaries with this job and there is no no respect or honor to time okay whatever so she said no worries um we'll just schedule the meeting at 3:15 let that be the official start time so i said okay thank you so much um okay so i arrived there at 302 i made sure to check in and everything and i got there at 302 doing so so i was checked in the front desk lady already knew um that i i, I was here she relayed the message i was checked in at 302 okay I'm seated in the waiting area and it's you know the new time to interview is 315 remember the time is going by and look I get it the new time was the time is now three you know the, the new time for the interview is 315 Sure, we could start at that time, but I just feel like if I'm here now, let's just fucking start, right? That's 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 what's going on in my head, but maybe I'm just being selfish. Maybe I'm just being selfish, but okay, fine. So this is one lady. Um, she walks around. She sees me. She's like, oh, hi, how are you? I said, hello. I, I said, hi, you know, hi, I'm Maxine. I'm here for the interview. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm not saying you know. <laughs> just, I'm just paraphrasing. You know? <laughs> I'm not speaking like that to them. So anyway, so she's she she introduces herself quickly, but she's just like walking by, and I didn't assume that she was one of the three people who I will be interviewing with at this interview because I was told by the lady on the phone that I will be interviewing with three people with a team of three. So I didn't realize, or I didn't think it was gonna be her. Um, she was gonna be one of them. She's walking through with rainbow locks in her hair. What do you mean, Maxie? Like, her hair is in the color of the rainbow. In the colors of the rainbow. Hey, your personal your personal expression, that's fine. But I just noted that in my mind. You know, I don't know. I'm looking at every detail like, okay, whatever. Do, do what you want. I'm noticing also just the casual lacks of movement. Now, what I mean by that is, I am a fast walker, okay? One thing about me, and that I've always been told to, like I remember being in college, my roommate who just always kind of lags her feet. Oh my gosh, like girl, can we fucking go? Can we go? Can you pick up your feet and walk? 
she will always lag her feet. And I would just naturally walk as I do. And I walk fast. Like I'm on a mission. I'm on a hunt. I'm here to, I'm here to accomplish a goal. What's up? Um, she will always say, dang, you walk so fast. You, I'm like, you walk so slow. Why are you just like barely picking up? Are you a turtle? Are you a turtle? Oh, I hate that. Anyway, I'm still the same way. I'm still walking fast. And I walk on a mission. Like, I, I you know, I, I'm walking with posture. Like, I know how to walk. Okay, especially if I'm trying to impress you. Like, I'm walking, I'm not slouched over, I'm not barely hanging on. Like, it's just weird. And look, I get it. Like, sure, she's worked, she's already an employee there. She probably doesn't have to impress anyone anymore. But her lax in her posture was just very, it was just too casual for me. Um, There was no pride in her step. Next thing you're posting it. I don't care. I look at everything. Why aren't you, why isn't your head up? Why don't you have a smile? Like, is this job beating you down? Like, are you happy here? Do, are you happy here? You know, like, I just didn't like how, how she was walking. <laughs> I didn't like how she was, I didn't like how you walked, so I said no to the job. But yes. So it's not just her, but it was someone else that I saw too. Who she was just barely walk like she, she was just gliding her feet and b- barely getting through. <laughs> it was just like very like just uh, just like church lady. If you know, think of a church lady who's just just passing through the aisle to get to her seat. Like I felt like they were walking like that. It was just like uh, okay. So I'm seated, waiting for the waiting for the next step, right? Waiting to be greeted by whoever I was speaking to on the phone. I still haven't met her. And I was waiting for a good 10, 12 minutes. So it's 3.15 at this point, and I'm still seated in the waiting area after being checked in, after being greeted by two different employees walking by, gliding by, barely picking up their feet, barely smiling, barely walking with posture like pick up your fucking neck like why aren't your shoulders pushed back like when I walk like you gotta that even while I'm seated with y'all or like you know during this recording my posture is straight up okay my shoulders are pushed back I am postured correct like show some respect to your vertebrae you know like it's just weird they were just super slouchy and just like, like walk with some confidence. Like, <laughs> I gotta teach a walk class. Do I have to teach a walk class? Huh? Do I have to teach a posture class? What's, what's going on today? Anyway, so they're walking barely, barely walking. So it's three fifteen. Okay, three fifteen. Nothing has been done. I'm seated there. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so finally. The the rainbow lock girl, she finally escorts me to the boardroom in which the interview will be taken. And she's like, oh, I just want to bring you in here. I don't want, I don't want you just sitting out there aimlessly, you know, waiting. Like, she was saying, like, she literally said it like that, like, aimlessly waiting. Like, what do you mean aimlessly waiting, bitch? I'm waiting for y'all. <laughs> well, at that time, I didn't know it was going to be, she was going to be one of the people who was going to interview me. So... Okay, so I just accepted that. Um, 
And I felt a weird energy with her. Maybe I'm being too empathetic right now, but oh my God, mama. Oh, mama. <laughs> Look, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> talking to, when I talk to myself, I call myself by my name. No, but seriously, I felt like I didn't like her a lot. I didn't like her energy or how she came off. She just, it just felt fake. Like she wasn't really this, it felt like she was trying to be this, hi, how are you? Like she was trying to do that. But it just didn't come off genuine. Now, look, I get it. Not everyone is enthusiastic naturally. Um, not everyone has that energy. But there's a way to demonstrate a level of enthusiasm or positivity without coming off very fake. And she just came off very fake to me. I remember when she, um, I, I had to fill out this form. Like, how are you immediately giving me a form to fill out for background info? You know, making sure I'm not a criminal or anything. But I'm not, like, you didn't give me the job. Like, why are you, like, before you, I don't know. It's, it's not like after being offered a position. I think so. Because in previous positions, it was always after an offer was made. Okay? And then you're given a criminal background form to complete. Anyway, I was given that form right at at arrival, <laughs> right upon arrival. I was given that form. I just filled this form out. So I had to, so I filled it out. So I filled out the form. And so she, she, um, she took the form from me or she, yeah, she took the form from me and she looked over, like she briefly glanced it because it, of course, the first line is first and last name. And she was like, oh, hi, Maxine. Like, she said that, which was weird because I thought I introduced myself a moment ago when you first walked by, but okay. So when we shook hands, I just felt like her, she, she just had this expression on her face. Her eyes just kind of felt like, I, I felt like she was looking at me up and down type of thing. Not some, like, sexual thing. I don't think... I don't do anything like that. I know I said rainbow locks, but I don't think she was trying to look at me like that. I just felt like she was trying to size me up. Like, hi, Maxine, like type of thing. Like, I don't know. Her energy came off like that for, in my perspective. So finally, she escorts me into the room. I'm seated in the room. It's 3.30 at this point, y'all. I'm not lying. The new scheduled time was set for 3.15. It's now 3.30. Huh? So I'm just like, what the fuck, man? So finally they come in like two minutes later, and it's all three of them. They close the door. Again, they're gliding in. Um, uh, what else? So they're gliding in, barely picking up their feet. <laughs> Maybe it might be a big girl thing, too. Not even because my my college roommate, she wasn't a big girl. But anyway, so they're gliding in, barely picking up their feet. They finally sit down, introduce who they are. But prior to prior to the introductions, they're walking in key keying with each other, y'all. What do you mean by key key keying? Laughing with each other about some inside joke that they've already laughed about before they walked into the boardroom. Okay, so apparently Rainbow Lock Girl, she was impersonating, I don't know, she was like doing a joke about, what was she joking about? She was just like, be, like there was an inside joke that they were joking about. 
And then the head lady, the one who I was speaking to on the phone, she was like, oh, my gosh. Oh my, like, she's, like, breaking down laughing. And she's like, excuse her, Maxie. She is crazy. Look at the people I got to work with. She is crazy. And, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is going on? Like, they're nothing but something. I don't even know. I don't even know what the joke. What is the joke? What? I'm sorry. What's the joke? Hello? Is the joke here? Did I miss the joke? Is it over my head? What's the joke? So they're laughing about nothing. And it's lasting for a good five minutes, y'all, before a professional job interview meeting was set. So now they finally stopped joking. And, like, this Rainbow Lock girl, she... She, while she was joking with the other two, she was, like, doing these, like, impressions and, like, her facial reaction, like, just, like, a big-ass personality, which is, like, fine, you know, express yourself, fine, but I just felt like this is not the time, like, come in professionally, like, we're already starting off on the bad foot, you know, we're already starting 20 minutes over time, at least, and you're you're gliding in the room joking about an inside joke are you on drugs like what's going on oh that was such a bad impression but you know I'm just like trying to play it off whatever so I'm seated there and uh what happened so she introduces herself and the other two introduce themselves and they're all project coordinators before different projects and okay cool so now we get into the whole tell me about yourself you know we always start off with the tell me about with my fucking resume tell tell me what you've learned about me <laughs> i should spit it around sometimes but anyway tell me about yourself so i get into mind you here's the thing i realized i i could have done better right you know i always i'm always reflective here's what i felt like i could have done better i felt like because Many of the previous roles that I've interviewed for really valued the specific responses I gave that demonstrated just like my my qualifications and my experience in and out the classroom and my my leadership experiences and like it, I felt like every my previous responses we're all in alignment with those jobs, okay, with those job descriptions. And for this one in particular, I realized that this job description, though I do have transferable skills for it, like for a project coordinator, this job in particular really focused a lot about event planning and coordinating events and managing different projects and even the interview questions that she was asking me focus about, you know, tell us about a project that you work on and, you know, um, you had to take up the slack of, of a fellow colleague or tell us about a project that didn't work out so well, but da da da, da or an event that you were, that, that you was taking the lead on. And it focused more so on that. And I could have in that first question or that first prompt of tell me about yourself, I could have, instead of like rehearsing and uh, 
delivering the speech that I've done in previous job interviews that worked for them, I should have modified it for this position, focusing on the the job description itself, right? So I should have said, for the past 10 years, I've been an educator and um, not only have I educated to diverse, like, you know, obviously talking about realistically what I've done in that role as an educator, but also focusing on what projects, what events have I been a part of, have I led, have I coordinated, because that would have been more in alignment with this job description, and I did not do that. I did, I did not do that. Like, all of the responses I gave was not that, y'all. So that definitely wasn't a good like good look for me, but whatever, I, I still pushed through. Um, so they kept on asking me the questions. Some questions I did answer. I felt like I answered it correctly. And of course, you know, while you're answering, they're taking notes. So like when they ask about, you know, gotta make up some stuff too. Like tell us about the time when, you know, you had to complete an event and you had little time to complete an event or like, because I, and I've done events, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've coordinated events in my role as an educator, it, you know, in the past 10 years as an educator. Like, I've done events. It's just that I didn't rehearse my answers in remembering what those events were and pointing out the things that I've done that was successful in those events coordination. So it's not like I haven't done events. It's just I wasn't, like, it was in the forefront of my mind. Like, I did not prepare for that spe- uh, specific. So, of course, that's on me. But, you know, there were some questions that I answered that I felt like I did a better job in. Anyway, when it got to the part of uh, if you have any questions um, that you would like to ask, go ahead and do so. I was asking, I then asked, um, you know, what is the infrastructure do you have in place to support someone in this position? And their responses were so discouraging, you guys. I felt like, yeah, this is definitely not the workplace for me. Like, this is not the workplace I want to be in. One of the the Rainbow Lock girl who definitely, I didn't like her at all. I just did not like her. I felt like she's someone who causes drama in the workplace and tries to befriend the colleague or the superior who is, you know, more of that gatekeeping position just so she could be, just so, just so she could feel safe in her position. Cause I remember she said a comment. She was like, well, I mean, it's a good place. I haven't gotten fired yet. It's like, why are you even, why are you even talking like that? Like, why are you even saying you haven't gotten fired yet? What have you done for you to think that you may, or that you could have gotten fired for? Like, you know, like that, that made me kind of cringe, like, ooh, what'd she say that for? You know, why did she say that? Anyway, so she, um, when I asked that question, you know, what infrastructure do you have in place to support someone in this position? She said, um, nothing, it's all on you. That's, that's literally what she said, verbatim. And she said it in that tone, y'all. Like, she said it in this, like, very sarcastic just dismissive attitude ass tone like girl are you okay like do you have an attitude right now like 
did I do something to you? Like, why are you speaking to me like this all of a sudden? Like, it's like all of this, like the initial, even though I knew it was fake, y'all. See, I, I'm a good reader of energy. I knew it was fake from, fake from the beginning when her, her whole, like, trying to smile and like, hi, you know, in her introduction, I just knew that shit was fake. So when she finally de- showed who, who the fuck she, she is and said... And it said it in such a dismissive and sarcastic tone that no, it's all on you. There's no support. Da, 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 da. She had to play it off and be like, uh, I mean, look. Da, da, da. So she so she played it off. She tried to play it off, but I still accepted it for what it was. She was just saying basically that um, it's really all on you. Like, you know, you're the only person that can really – push forward in this position everyone is focused on their own thing there isn't a team of people who you will be working with which is weird to me because in my initial phone interview the lady was talking about collaboration is big in this role so what the fuck are you saying (laughs) okay so she's just saying um there is no struct there is no infrastructure there is no training there is no onboarding process aside from like the logistics hr you know that typical stuff like knowing the protocols of you know working in this workplace right that's obvious but as far from that there is nothing in place to support someone in this position and i'm like okay then the lady who i spoke to on the phone her, she, she responded to the question was saying, um, what she said, she was just basically like, look, you know, if you have a question, I could help you with that. You know, she's saying in this tone, y'all, I'm not even like hyping this up in a way. (laughs) No, she's saying it in this tone. She's like, well, you know, if you need to know, if you need to know, like, you know, who to get catering food from. I could give you an idea, but it's really all on you. I'm not going to teach you how to event plan. You know, you need to come in here already knowing how to event plan. It's like, that's not the point. Like, look, I hope that question didn't, and it shouldn't come off like I'm asking to be coddled, right? It shouldn't come off. Me asking that question shouldn't come off like, I need you to baby me every step of the way. I want you to micromanage me because I don't know what I'm doing. No, it shouldn't. That's not the point of what I'm of what I'm asking you. I'm asking you, what the fuck are y'all doing to support someone in any position? Really? Right? Because if it's really an autonomous role, then why am I even clocking in? You know, why am I working in person? Right? If it's really just an autonomous an autonomous role that y'all are trying to act like it is. I don't need to be, I don't, I, I don't need to sit in this cubicle ass office. And that's another red flag. The whole building is dreadful. Dreadful. Like, I do not feel warm and welcomed and at peace in this workplace. Okay? It does not feel like a workplace that I am excited to, to be in. Okay? So if y'all want to act like I, there's no collaborative work, then why the fuck am I here? I can just do this shit at home. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> so anyway, um, yes, I really turn me off. Like, I hate that. I like, look, you know, I love 
an environment where it is an environment that is conducive, that is team work, that is collaborative. As much as I love an environment that allows you to demonstrate your leadership skills and be the leader that you are, like I don't want to be micromanaged at all. I just like to know that there's a team or there's someone in place who can support me when I need support, you know? So I feel like if anything, they should have better, they should have like explained it in a sense that well, if they don't have, they don't have it. But I feel like if anything, they should have something in place where, you know, there are previous records that you can access if you need an idea of how projects were done previously. You could take some inspiration from that and customize it accordingly for this project. Like, that could have been a better response, right? If they said something like that, then I would have been more appreciative of that. But the way that they responded to that question, y'all, I was so disgusted. I was disgusted. Disgusted. Just say it with me. Disgusted. Like, that is so disgusting to me. Like, how are you making me feel excited about this position or, you know, excited about this opportunity to work here when you make me feel like there is no excitement here. There is no joy. There is no support. There is no collaboration. You better figure it out and you better do it well. Like, what? Like, I don't want to feel like I'm constantly under pressure. But, you know, what's funny, though, when I ask, because I also, because I'm asking questions, right? Like, I'm not, no, I'm not going to be a, a church mouse and be like, Oh, I don't have any questions. No, bitch. Here's the five questions that I'm going to ask in this order. So then I asked, you know, how she described the day to day here, and that rainbow lock girl. So, I couldn't stand that girl. She's talking about um, what she said. She was like, um, oh, uh, knowing uh, chaos. That's what she said. She was like chaos, basically. You know, navigating your way in chaos. Like what? <laughs> Why are you telling me this? Like, why is that it? And she was just, like, very painting it as much as this negative thing, like this this negative brush. Like, yeah, it's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of confusion and da 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 And I think she was realizing that she was coming off very negative because she finally said, yeah, you know, it's all worth it, though. Or, you know, um, let me stop. You know, it's... It's not that bad. You know, they haven't they haven't fired me yet. And that's when she said that part. And it's like, okay, that <laughs> that was supposed to be the silver lining. Well, they haven't fired you yet, girl. Let me feel good about this position. What? You know, so she said she said all of that. Um, the other woman, because I said th there's three. <laughs> Sorry, my nose is itchy. The other woman, she um I liked her. I liked her energy. I thought she she smiled, <laughs> and it was a genuine smile throughout the interview. She was nodding her head and receiving what I was saying. It seemed like she was impressed with what I was saying, even though some of my uh, just background descriptions may not have been directly aligned with the job description or I didn't explain it as such. I still felt like she was an encouraging spirit in the room, so I, I liked her. I, something about her I liked, so... Yeah, I really like that about her. But anyway, so they got on to um, asking me these scenario questions, which was fine, but just annoying. It's just annoying. Like, ugh, this whole process is annoying. 
And um, I also ask, you know, what, um, you know, what characteristics or what qualifications do you believe is required to be successful in this role, you know, to excel in this role? The rainbow girl lock. <laughs> I'm saying girl lock. Of course you look. The rainbow hair lock girl was like being know how to talk, knowing how to talk. <laughs> she said, she said, I don't know. She's trying to like be shady towards me. <laughs> like, but I know how to fucking talk. You don't know how to talk because that's if that's how you answer the question, then you definitely don't know how to talk. You know, and she had to explain. She's like, what I mean by that is just knowing how to talk to different people. You're going to meet different people. Knowing how to, like, obviously I'm going to, like, girl, what the fuck are you saying? Duh. But she could have said it better. You know what she should have said? She should have she said knowing how to effectively communicate to various groups of people, knowing how to match the needs of others by providing, like, she could have said it and articulated it so much better than saying, knowing how to talk. Girl, do you know how to talk? Do you know how to spell talk? It's not talk with a W, it's talk. Dumbass, like with your dumbass rainbow locks. What the fuck is going on? What's up with your hair? Why do you have, why do you have five different colors? From, from the root to the ends, why do you have five different colors? Shit. Girl, I just could not. It was just a horrible experience. <laughs> and honestly, there was a point when I was at my third scenario fucking question. And I really was thinking to myself, like, you know what? Should I just be like, you know, you guys, thank you so much for your time. But I realized, I realized that I am just not in alignment with this, with this uh, position. And it does not align with my career goals. Like, I should have just... I don't know, I should have just said that, but I didn't want to do that because I felt like it could open the door to an attitude that I just did not want to deal with. Like, I did not want them to be like, okay, well, you could you could have said that earlier. We gave you the job description. You wasted our time. Like, I didn't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with any type of conflict, honestly. That will be the first time experiencing something like that at a job interview and I don't want that first time experience like I don't want to deal with that so I just felt like let me just like push through and then tell them nah never mind you know but I definitely was thinking that and I wonder you know do people do that like have people done that in the middle of an interview and said you know what never the fuck mind because y'all doing too much right now y'all playing with me right now Y'all off y'all rockers right now. I don't have time for this, <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. So, I was really, I was dead ass thinking that. But I was thinking, like, you know, at the very beginning of the interview, the lady who I spoke to on the phone, she handed me a printout of the job, of the job. And in that printout, it listed all the uh, description, just bullets for this position, and she then asked me, is this accurate? You know, after reading the job description, will you be able to complete the job effectively? And I said yes. I immediately said yes. I didn't immediately say yes, but I, like, rushed through reading it. Even though I read the, I read that same printout prior to her printing it out because I read it online, which is why I applied. Like, I, I see it already. And I think also 
So yeah, I said, yeah. And that was a, a clear out, right? That was a clear opportunity for me to be like, you know what? No, never mind. But I didn't want to do that because I wanted to just go through the interview, right? You know, maybe during this interview, I can be so impressed with the job and the workplace that I would still be interested in completing this hiring process, right? So it wasn't like, I was going to immediately take that opportunity and be like, you know what, never mind, I don't want to do this anymore. I was going to still give it a fair shot. And that's what I was, and that's why I kept going. Like, you know, let me just give it a fair shot. Let me just go through this interview. And if I don't like it, I'll just tell her afterwards. So that is why I didn't just say, you know what, never, never the fuck mind in the middle of the interview. So, and you know, another red flag is I felt like the way that they were doing things was so old school, so antiquated, like, First of all, why are you printing out the job description? Of course I fucking read it. Like, I didn't just blindly apply to this position. <laughs> like, why did you print it out? She probably just literally just printed out right before she walked in 20 minutes late and thought that was cute. <laughs> like, okay. Um, so that. And then, you know what? Another thing, prior to me arriving to this interview, in the email exchange, she said please bring with you two copies of your current resume. And I felt that was odd because this is 2022. What do you mean print out a resume for you? I've already filled out the application online. You already have access to the resume I provided this application with. You have it. You can't just print two more copies for your fellow colleagues to review during this interview. I have to print I have to go out of my way, find a print. Who has printers? I don't have print. I don't have a printer, you know. And thankfully, my complex here allows for me to send them a print job for them to print free of charge. Thank God. But my goodness, like I would have had to have gone to UPS and pay fucking six dollars because you know they charge you one twenty five per minute basically. Like it's. Like, girl, I could email you my resume if you don't have, like, what do you mean you don't have my resume? And mind you, when I was there, and ever since I um, submitted my application for this job, for that job, um, I revamped my resume. So now my resume looks really like, I really like my resume now. It looks so good. But the resume that I gave her initially was, previous to that revamp it's still a good resume but it's not as detailed as the one I have currently so during the interview I noticed that she has a printout of that resume of that previous resume so you mean to tell me you already have my resume which I, of course I knew you did why the fuck do you like it maybe it was like oh well maybe you she did say current resume but that's still stupid to me because the point is the point is you have a copy of my resume. You only had your copy because she obviously didn't print out two extras for these other two, which is why she told me to bring two copies of my current resume. And I had to go out of my way. Like, that is ridiculous. That is some 1998 shit. Ain't nobody got time for you. Don't, girl, everything's online. And then me asking about, you know, is this what type of position it is and, X, Y, Z. She's like, oh, it's in person. The way that she answered her question was very just matter of fact. It's in person. 
<laughs> like you better come in. It's definitely she was like it's definitely in person. Like it, I don't know. Like it just felt very old school, very antiquated, very dreadful, very dreary. The workplace, just the physical environment is unwelcoming. Like, and I just was trying to imagine myself working in here. And I remember sitting in the waiting room, looking around, seeing cubicles, cubicles, y'all. I haven't been in a cubicle in years. Okay. Like what, what is this? Like what? And then the walls were just this like faint yellow. It needed a cleaning and needed a repaint, you know, it needed a whole paint job. And I'm over here thinking like, yo, I will really be working in this workplace every day in person from nine to five. Oh, I'm jumping out this window right now. Like, what are we talking about? Not funny, not funny, Maxine. Suicide's not okay. No, but you know, it's just not, it's not okay. Like, I don't, <laughs> I do not want to work in this environment. So anyway, so yeah, I'm looking around. It's just like very dreary. Everyone's just, like, barely picking up their feet to walk. Like, I would be so depressed working there. And there, excuse me, there, you know, and just as much as I felt like I didn't do too well in my responses, you know, to certain questions, not not to all, because I'm not going to give myself all the slack. I definitely answered some questions well. But, you know, again, some of them... I did not answer as well as I could have because I didn't prepare. I didn't like, I didn't modify and customize my prepared responses to typical interview questions for this role because I didn't, um, I didn't focus on specific event, event planning that I've done previously. And I have done event planning in my previous role, but I just, for some reason, didn't click for me to prepare specific responses for that. I don't know why I didn't do that. But maybe that was me subconsciously not giving a fuck about this role, like not really wanting to obtain this position. Anyway, so, yeah, just as much as I felt like I didn't respond the best, I felt like they didn't respond the best either, and it definitely left a bad impression, you know, just a horrible taste on my mouth. And I was just really taken aback at how horrible – the process was like the whole interview process from the from the ruta to the tuta I just did not like it I definitely didn't like the just the the mood the energy in the room that rainbow lock girl um I didn't like their responses the lack of support the lack of clarity um just the lack of structure it seems like just every, like the questions that I asked I I expect a clear response and the fact that no clear response was given is just a big ass red flag you know I like to work in clarity I like to work with structure you know for the most part and I you know as much as I respect autonomous roles I also appreciate opportunities to support or be supported in areas where I may not be as confident in you know I'm not asking you to, to coddle me I'm not asking you to just like you know baby me through it or walk me through it but like can you give me a fucking tutorial bitch like can you oh I'm not gonna I'm not gonna teach you how to event plan okay thank you thanks for telling me what you're not going to and that's the worst way to answer a question 
by telling someone what you're not going to do, right? I'm not going to help you event plan. I'm, she's like, I'm not going to help you event plan. I'm not going to teach you how to event plan. She was listing all the things that she's not going to do. So what are you going to do? Huh? What do you plan on doing to support me in this role? Because not once did anyone respond and say ways that they plan to support me in this role, however little or maximum they can. But not once did they, they started off with a list of knots. So all I remember are the knots and the few will, you know, the few wills like, oh, I can, oh, I will help you with if you need the number for catering service. That's what y'all help me with? Bitch, I could Google a catering. I don't need your help on that. The point is, like, you know, maybe there's a, a model that you guys follow, right? Maybe there's an Excel spreadsheet that you guys have been using throughout the years that have been successful. You could provide me with that template. That's something like that you could say. Like, say, I could provide you with a template of how things were done previously, and you can. Here's where the autonomy um, falls into place. You can customize it to your advantage for this project that you'll be spearheading. See how I fucking answer that correctly? I'm not saying what I'm not gonna do. Well, I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna, and you're not gonna, like, <laughs> okay, well, what I'm not gonna do is continue this hiring process. Okay, so anyway, I got home, <laughs> and after further review, I decided to say, you know what? It's gonna be a no for me, dog. And here's how you do it. You send a polite, professional message, very short and sweet, in declaring that you will no longer be participating this in this process because you are withdrawing your application. So here's what I said verbatim. Not ver well, I mean, yeah, from what I can remember. I don't feel like going through my emails. But basically, I started off by saying, you know, I hope this message finds you well after further consideration and reflection. I have decided to withdraw my application for this position because it does not align with my career goals, period. That's it. Like, we don't have to go into details. Um, and I wanted to say career. I, I wanted to still say that. I know some people may think you could have just said, I'm, I'm deciding to withdraw my application, period. Have a nice day. But now nah, I want to say why. And this is a, a broad enough explanation but it's still clear as to why it still answers the why because I like to give an answer so I said you know it's not it doesn't has it does not align with my career goals and that is the truth you know I want a, a position in which yes there's autonomy but there's, there's also a support system in place I want that infrastructure to be well structured right I, I want that to be in place I want clarity on day-to-day -day and the structure. I want a conducive, collaborative, encouraging work environment. And your answers to, th to the questions that I ask regarding the work environment does not, does not make me feel like this environment is encouraging and collaborative and welcoming, none of that. Like, even before I even asked that question, I immediately felt it in the room. Like, yeah, this is not the environment that I feel like I could excel in. And honestly, this is to be honest, and not even on some, some like, some conceited shit. I'm really not. But I was looking in the environment. I was looking at the workplace. I was looking around. 
all the people I saw were majority women, older black women, probably in their at least 40s, bigger sized, okay? Um, probably just kind of like, you know what? It is what it is. This is who I am. Like, you know, just kind of like set in their ways and not interested in some young woman coming in, dressing up all professional, looking cute. Mind you, I'm looking good, right? Just, and this is just my style, right? Obviously you look good on your professional, you know, interview, but this will be my style regardless, right? Every day I walk into the workroom and I'm in some heels. I'm wearing just a nice, you know, pair of slacks, you know, nice. I love me a dress, okay? I could have, like, a whole closet full of dresses, you know, like, wearing yet another dress. And what they were wearing was just very much not that, okay? Like, there was a lack of effort. Yeah, I'm just being honest, y'all. There's a lack of effort. You know, one lady, she's wearing this polo top, which is, like, fine. But, like, okay. <laughs> like, okay. But, like, everyone's just kind of wearing this, like, moo-moo type of outfit. And I'm just like, oh. Anyway, like, what I, I say all this to say, you don't want to be the woman in a workplace who is always the only one most fashionable, you don't because you know why you're then going to ruffle the feathers of that insecure older black woman who don't like who doesn't like younger black women in their environment seriously that that is a real thing there are a lot of older black women who don't care for younger black women who are fashionable who are beautiful who are sexy like they don't care for them look I've had experiences in which that is the truth and it's unfortunate I'm not saying all but there is a group of older black women who could care the fuck less and who are hating on younger fresher more fashionable black women in the workplace and you have to navigate yourself in that. And it's hard. It's hard because they're in a position where, of course, they have the job longer. They may have gatekeep gatekeeping positions, right? They may be able to just connect you with someone or, or disconnect you with someone. And they could simply do so based off of their like or dislike for you, right? So they immediately see you up and looking at you up and down, like that rainbow hair girl, you know, looking looking at me up and down, sizing me up. Mind you, she's not even in her. She doesn't look. She she doesn't look like she's in her forties. She looks like she's probably thirty eight specifically. And I felt like she was looking at me like I'm just okay. Who she like? Who she thinks she is? Type of thing. Like oh, okay. Oh, she thinks she's cute. Type of thing. Yo, that shit is real and it's horrible. It's horrible. But I'm speaking truth to that. Like, I'm speaking light to that because you do have a, a group of these older, again, not all of them, but there's a group of them that is sprinkled in every workplace that hate on, okay? They hate on women like me. <laughs> they hate on women like me who give a fuck. 
right? Who wants to wear makeup to work? I'm not saying every day, but like I'm gonna look my best. I'm not gonna roll out of bed like some of y'all. Some of this, yo, they look like they rolled out of bed. Did you did you clean the crust out of your eye? What's going on? Anyway, so I sent, I sent that email. Um, she responded a couple of hours later. No, I, I sent it to her actually literally the same day. <laughs> like, I had the interview at 3. I sent her that email at 8. <laughs> like, 8 o'clock, 7, 7 o'clock at night that day. <laughs> like, yeah. I made up my mind. I do not want to continue this process. This is not the job for me. Absolutely not. And so she responded the following morning saying, no worries. You know, I wish you all the best. And so that was that. So that is how you say no to the hiring process. <laughs> if it does not align with your career goals, if it does not um, – Make you feel good. If, it, if you realize that this is not the environment for me, this environment will not make me feel supported and it will not ex help me to excel in my role, don't fucking waste your time and don't walk in there on this, on this like desperate ass energy hoping and praying that they'll like me. <laughs> do you like me? Do you like No, I give a fuck if you don't like me. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. But like essentially don't walk into any situation desperate okay even if you are desperate right you know considering that okay yes it would be nice to have ongoing income it would be nice to have that stability blah, blah, blah. I'm still going to believe that I'm that girl doors are opening for me the right door and the right opportunity will come my way and I do not have to settle for something like that I do not have to be desperate for that I do not have to have that desperate energy weighing on me because no like Beyonce says I'm that girl okay and I want everyone to feel that way about themselves no matter what situation you're in no matter what uh position you may be in right now if you too are going through a job transition and you're looking for new opportunities and you're receiving a lot of no's or now you're finally receiving an influx of yeses let yourself still be reminded that you're that girl or you're that guy. Shout out to my 77% male listeners. You're that guy. You're that man. You're that boss. Like, no, I will accept what's right for me and what's right for me will come to me and I'll, I'll accept it with open arms. But, you know, just have that confidence. Don't let any dry season make you feel like you have to settle and be desperate for a position that you already know you're not going to be happy in. I already know that had, you know, I've been, like, had I continued in the hiring process and they offered me the position, okay, cool, I got an offer, great, I have a st stable job. But, okay, I'm in another position, I'm in another workplace that may not be exactly like my previous workplace, like, my previous workplace, if you want to compare, like, it is better in that essence of collaboration and more of a conducive work environment and yada, 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 more structure there. But, you know, in transitioning to a new position, you have to deal with the newness of it. But knowing that the areas that I prefer in a workplace, like collaboration, support, um, 
clarity, all of that, knowing that is not seeming to be present in this position and in this workplace, it's not going to be a happy experience for me. It's not going to be a happy work experience work experience. So I say all that to say, you don't want to go into a whole new work experience, you know, so desperate to go into finally a work experience, finally some stability, just to know that you're not going to be happy in it. Like, it's just not, it doesn't make sense. Like, why do that? You know, you left your previous, but like, I left my previous position, not only because I wasn't happy, but like, I wanted to finally move forward into my career goals, into moving more into what is aligning with what I want career wise. And there was no opportunity for that in my previous role. And I was ready to just move the fuck on. So anyway, say all that to say, repeat to yourself, I'm that girl. Or for my male listeners, I'm that man. Okay. I'm that, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> All right, you guys, I'm going to end the episode here. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to, su- to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel at God Built This Podcast. And, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend. And I will check in with you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. Be sure to leave a review, give me five stars, and, of course, subscribe. Also, follow God Built This Podcast on Instagram at God Built This Pod. God bless.